Lord. Well, glory to God, here we are. What y'all want to do now? Mm-mm. Word's good, isn't it? Well, the Moors are taking a few days vacation, like I said, Friday night. Glory to God. Glory to God. Good to take a few days vacation. And we're still counting on the Holy Ghost, right? That's good, because I am. I'm going to yield 100% because you don't want to hear from me. I can tell you that right now. No, but we do want to hear from the Lord because He's good. He's good, and He's got a good word for us. Amen? So let's, uh, let's hook our faith together, believe God, and uh, see what He's got to say today. Amen? Let's start by opening up to Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to talk a little bit about serving today. Amen? Serving our God. He's a good God, and it's good to serve Him. I was uh, so happy when I uh, started jogging this year. <laughs> well, I wasn't so happy, actually. But the Lord's graced me. And this year, you know, I, I told somebody a long time ago, I'd never jog. I said, you know, I ain't ever going to jog. I don't like to jog. I'm not going to do it. And my mom had told me years ago, don't and never say never, is what she said. And uh, I figured out to live, to eat my lifestyle, <laughs> jogging was going to be a necessary thing. Or my lifestyle was going to have to change. And unwilling to change my lifestyle of eating, jogging came to be. Amen? But my jogging is probably, you know, you see some of these people jogging and they're all happy and jogging down the road. No, 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 I'm not the happy jogger. I am the jogging of necessity grudgingly jogger. And that is, uh, you know, somebody asked me, I don't think it was a couple of weeks ago, they said, you still jogging? I said, yeah. And they go, you like it? I'm, no. <laughs> no, you know, people always said, well, if you jog a little while, you'll like it. No. No, but I like chocolate chip cookies. And I like steak. And I, you know, I like those kind of things. And jogging helps me to be able to do those and not be two of these suits. <laughs> Amen? So... I said all that to say an attitude has everything to do with how you do something. It also has everything to do with how you feel while you're doing it. I came home, uh, I think it was last Sunday, and I, you know, I hadn't jogged in two or three days, and I said, ah, Kim, i got to go jog. You know, I said, I know I, know I need to. I haven't, you know, I've skipped a few days, and I, and I didn't want to. I mean, I was more grudging and more out of necessity than ever. I mean, I was like, oh, I jog, no. I got out there. That was the longest mile. Hey, some of you do five. Some of us do one. But man, that was a long mile. And I was sweating and tired. I mean, I was breathing harder than I ever breathed before. And I'm convinced that it was not because the mile got longer, but my attitude was not good. The attitude in which we do something has everything which, with the way that it will get done. Amen? Serving God is no different. Serving God, look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 47. We looked at this a couple weeks ago in offering. We were joyful and gladful, right? We got that new word. We were gladful. Amen? That's how we do things here at Faith Life Church. Verse 47 says, Because thou served not 
the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. I'll stop. You don't want to read the next verse. Right? You don't like to see what happens because... But what's he saying? He's not saying they didn't serve. He's saying the way they served. Their heart towards him was wrong. You could not serve unjoyfully. Is that a word? Unjoyfully? Without joy and without gladness, and it mean anything to the Lord to have any value in the kingdom of God. He didn't even count it as service because of the heart. Because of the heart in which they were serving was wrong. It doesn't say they weren't serving. It says that they weren't serving joyfully and gladly. Amen? Joyfully and gladly is a way. God looks at the heart. He looks at how something's done. He doesn't look at that it got done. You know, a lot of people say, well, it, it's done. Yeah, if that's all, you know, just throw it together any old way. God doesn't look at it that way. If you did your best with all your heart, if you did it unto Him because you loved Him and because you knew He was good, and, and it turned out backwards, He'd say, oh, baby, that's so good. Why? Because you did it with the right heart and you did it joyfully and gladly and you wanted to do it. You desired to do it. You, you, you were serving Him. You had no ulterior motive. You weren't doing it to get your healing. You weren't doing it because your finances were short. Amen. Whoops. Dave, you going to go there? No. Hey, that ain't why you serve God. That ain't why you serve God. You serve God and those things just come to pass. You'll be healed. You'll be prosperous if you serve because you serve God. Right? But so often we've read it that you'll get it you you we've read it like this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, so all these things will be added unto you. That's not what it says. It says seek ye first and it says do these things and and what he's saying is serve me with your heart. Serve me because you love me. Serve me because you know I'm good. Just serve me. Serve me because people need to know that I'm a good God and that salvation's for them. Serve me because you love me. Right? That's what he said. He didn't say, serve me so you'll have a million dollars in your checking account. He said, serve me and you will. He maybe didn't say it that way, but he said, serve me and you'll be abundant. Right? Whatever abundance is to you. But you serve me. Let's look at Deuteronomy 11. See, God's not a mechanical God. We've gotten into this in faith circles so much, um, so, so much so that now we're doing things mechanically to receive a blessing. You know, I, I do this so I can have this. I do this so I can have this. I do this so I can... Do you do it because you love God? Do you serve Him because you're just happy to be part of the family? Do you serve Him because He's good? He's, these other things are going to come to pass. They're promises. They're in the book. They're Word of God. They will come to pass, but they cannot be why you do it. Amen. They cannot be your reasoning for service. And if they are, you'll, you're not doing it gladly and joyfully. You're doing it manipulatory. Is that a word? Manipulatory. I like that. If it's not, I'm putting it on my calendar today. And I'm going to use it again next week. I like it. But you're doing it to manipulate the things of God, to make the Bible work for you. The Bible works. It works for everyone who will just serve Him. The Bible works. The Word of God's true. It's just true. You say, well, why ain't it happening for me? There you go. You answered your own question. 
Because you're looking at why it ain't happened for you, which means you started with, I want it to happen for me. Right? Remember when you first got saved. Oh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Remember when you first found out how good God was. Not, you just, not just the day you got saved, but one day it hits you. You got in the Word and you're like, oh, oh, He just loves me. That's why He wants me to have it. He just loves me. That's why He heals me. He just loves me. And, and all of a sudden you got a realization that everybody don't know how good He is. And you got excited about it. And you went out and you said, I'm going to tell people that He loves them and that He's good. I'm not going to tell people they're not given enough or they ain't good enough or this or that or blah, blah, blah. I, no! I'm telling him he's a good God and he loves them and I love him and, the, and you just know that love in you and you go out and you begin to do things for him. For him because you love him and because you know that love. Amen? That's what he says to do, right? What's it say in Deuteronomy 11 verse 13? If you, and if you will diligently heed my commandments, which I command you this day. And then there's a little, little, one of them little hyphen things. He's getting ready to give you his commandments. And everybody, they, they wanted three pages, and they only need one sentence here. To love the Lord your God, this is amplified, and to serve him with all your mind and heart and with your entire being. That's his commands. That's why they're not grievous and burdensome, because he's saying, I'm good. I'm good. Serve me because I am. I love you. Love me because I am. Love me with all your heart. Love me with all your soul. Love me with all your mind. And love people. And serve. Serve. What, what is service to Him? It's loving people. That's what He does. That's who He's about. Right? He don't need somebody to carry His coffee. He don't drink it. Well, He may. I'm sorry, Kim. I, he may. I ain't going to say that. He doesn't need those kind of... He needs people that will carry out His vision that'll do those things which cause His vision and His will to come to pass in the earth. That's who He's looking for. And that's the kind of love He's looking for. Not, you know, i got a cat. I like my cat. I like my cat. You guys, if you don't like cats, I'm sorry, but i got a cat and I like my cat. My cat, however, has a conditional love for me. You know, when he's cold, he wants in. And he may want to lay on my lap. And he likes to be petted. Why? Because it makes him feel good. Right? And he may be hungry. And he may love on me to get some food. And, you know, he may do a lot of things. And, and you can call it love all you want. But it's motivated towards him. Right? That's what we do so many times as Christians. Oh, I love you, Lord. Where's my finances? Oh, I love you, Lord. Where's my healing? Oh, I love you, Lord. Why do I got this problem, that problem, whose problem, them problems? I don't know. Maybe because that's what you're doing. Right? Is it easy to get caught up in that? Yeah. Yeah, it is, especially when you're believing in faith. You're in faith and you're not seeing your faith. And the next thing that wants to pop out of your mouth is why? Get, get away from it. Are you really believing in faith? If you're really believing in faith, it's done, so you don't even got to think about it no more. Right? If you're still thinking about it, are you in faith? Okay. You still got to love me. Amen? The kind of love God's looking for is the kind that trusts Him. The kind that believes Him. It's not the kind that needs to be petted all the time. It's not the kind that needs to be warmed all the time. It's not the time that every time you're looking for Him, you're only looking for His hand and you're never seeking His face. Right? 
We want to see His goodness. We want to see His love. We want to do those things which cause Him to be glorified in the earth, which cause men and women to draw to Him because He's a good God. And we love Him. That's why we serve Him. That's why we do the things we do. And then the blessings come. You can't stop them if you do it right. You can't stop them if you serve Him with your heart. They won't, they, they, it says in the Bible that they'll come on you and they'll overtake you. Right? You'll be walking down and boom, they'll just knock you down. You'll be stumbling across. And oh, that's all in blessings. Yeah, they're coming. But that's because you weren't chasing them. They were chasing you. Why'd they have to chase you? Because you were chasing God. Amen? You were chasing God. You were desiring to do the things He wanted to do. You were desiring to see people won to the kingdom of God. You were desiring Him to be increased in the earth, not you. Not you. And when He's increased, then you'll be increased. And you'll start taking those things that He increases you with and giving them back. Right? That's why we want to be prosperous, right? Yeah, I want a nice car. Sure, I want a nice house. I want to be prosperous so I can bless the kingdom. So I, can use my, so I can use my resources to do good things for God. Amen? Amen. He'll give me richly all things to enjoy. That's not my part. I don't have to chase things to enjoy. He'll give them to me. My part is to serve and love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. That is an attitude of the heart. You, you can't make yourself do it. You know, people say, oh, I'm just going to make myself be glad. No! You can't make yourself be glad, right? He's going to look at you. You can smile all you want and act like you're glad. And God will look at your heart and say, you ain't glad. (laughs) But when you look at His Word, when you see how much He loves you, when you see how much He cares for you, when you see how much He knew you before the foundation of the earth, and He sent Jesus Christ for you, and you see that, and you say, oh... He's so good. I just love Him. Everybody's got to know about this. Everybody's got to know. I can't let one person not know. When you see that, you begin to serve Him with a right heart. With a right heart. Doing the right things the right way. Glory to God. There is a way. There, and it's His way. Glory to God. Look at, look at those verses Rob was just looking at in 2 Corinthians. Woo! I'm happy. You guys happy? The Lord's helping us, isn't He? That's what He does. That's what He does. He's a good God. 2 Corinthians 9. Verse 6. But, I say that, but this I say, He which sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. That is a natural principle and a spiritual principle. You can sow on an acre of land and you're going to reap from an acre of land. But, spiritually speaking, you can sow what you thought was bountifully with the wrong heart and it'll be sparing. It'll be... You don't, you, well, go ahead and read then. Every man according as he's purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly... That's ungladful, right? <laughs> or of necessity, because I have to. Yeah. Well, you got to give. It says tithe or pub. No. No, that's not what it says. It says, I'm letting you tithe. I'm letting you do this. I'm letting you give. You get to do it. You don't got to do nothing for God. He won't make you do one thing. He ain't even going to make you get saved. Oh, but He wants you to. 
all his desire. You're in his heart. You're on his mind. He gave Jesus for you. Oh, he wants you to. And he doesn't want you to be grudging and out of necessity. He wants you to be a cheerful giver. He said, not out of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. What's a cheerful? Somebody that wants to do it. Just like the Amplified said. Somebody that's desire is for the things of God. That they see past the bucket. And they see into the church office and they see into the things of God that this money's going to go so people can be saved, so people can be healed, so people can be set free, so the goodness of God can be shouted from the rooftops. That's why we give. Come on, man. Amen? That's why we want to give. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. How does He do that? Because of your giving? Or because of the way you gave. Because of the way you gave. Because your heart was right. Because you said, I'm going to give because I love the Lord. Because I love His things. I love His people. I want to see the kingdom advance. That's why I'm going to give. That's why I'm giving. And God says, oh, because you gave that way. Because you were that cheerful giver. Because you were, I'm able. I'm able. I'm going to pour that grace out on you till you can't stand still. Amen? That you'll have all sufficient. And you'll be so sufficient, you won't even have to think about that. Why? Because you're sufficient. Sufficient people don't think about how they're going to get it. They're sufficient. Right? When somebody says, hey, can you go here and preach? You'll say, yeah. And they'll say, how do you know? Because I'm sufficient. My God has given me sufficiency. I can do those things which He said I can do. And I'm abounding to every good work. Amen? Not because of that I gave, but because of how I gave. Amen? I'm not seeking God for what He has, but for who He is. Amen? You'll get what He has if you'll seek Him before who He is. Amen? Amen? It's true prosperity. It's true prosperity. You get your heart in a position to prosper, and He'll pour out the blessings. The windows of heaven will open, and you won't have enough room. Amen? Do you, hear, do you read anywhere where Abraham prayed every day, Oh God, prosper me. Oh God, prosper me. Oh God. No, Abraham did what God said and got rich. That's what he did. He did what God said and riches came. Why? Because you can't serve God with your heart glad, with gladness and joyful and not receive the abundance of His goodness. That's just part of it. Money and, the, and health and life, they are a product of prosperity. And when we truly grab hold of the service of the Lord and do it the way it's supposed to be done unto Him in, in love, then you will receive all those things and you don't have to think about them. Right? We're spending too much time thinking about them. Right? I mean... Christians are spending way too much time seeking their blessing. You don't have to seek your blessing. He already had it. He's had it before you were born, before the foundation of the world. You don't have to seek it. You have to seek Him. Let me rephrase that. You get to seek Him. Glory to God. And in seeking Him with a right heart, we'll have the goodness of God. Amen? Amen? You can't, you can't serve selfishly. It's impossible because, first of all, that's not service. If you're doing it for you, that's not service. You're doing it for you. You're serving yourself. I guess you could say that's self-serving. Amen? But you can't truly serve the Lord selfishly because the Lord, nothing He does is about Him. It's about you. It's about me. It's about the world. It's about people. 
It's about people. And if you're serving, whether it's in the church, doesn't matter where it is, what you're doing, whether you're preaching, whether you're teaching, whether you're watching the bathrooms, whether you're out in the parking lot, whether you're playing on the stage, doesn't matter if you're not doing it as unto the Lord because you love Him. You're losing its value. You're losing its value. And you can get it back. You can get it back. Just quit doing it that way. Quit doing it that way. Get back in the Word. Get back to where you once were. Get back to where you were that little kid that said, oh, they're just good. God's just good. He just wants me to have everything. I've got to tell everybody, God's good. God's good. I want everybody to know. Right? That's, and then you grew up a little bit and you said, oh, I've got to get in faith. Oh, we've got to have faith. Got to have faith. Got to have faith. Faith. Got to, got to have faith. Got to have faith. Got, stop it! You got faith. Serve the Lord with it. Amen? You'll move mountains that way. Glory to God. We got faith. Hallelujah. Exodus 23. You guys happy? Stay happy because I know y'all. Y'all just a bunch of servers and givers and you're just happy to do it. I go up there on cleaning day, people smiling with their vacuum. It's like my wife. She, one, one time I was sitting there helping her and I moved the couch. I'm sitting there holding the couch up and she's smiling while she's I'm like, why are you smiling? You're cleaning. Well, that's what happens here. But the reason they're smiling is because they're happy to do it for the Lord. They're happy to do it for God. That's the way you want to serve. That's the way you want to serve Him. Everything you do, its value becomes Great when you do it in that way, when you do it with that heart. It's not what you do. It is not what you do. And if you think it is what you do, you're wrong. You can't do enough. It's how you do it. And if you'll do it the right way, God will bless it. God will bless it and He'll take you places you never dreamed you'd go. Glory to God. Exodus 23, verse 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God so that He'll bless your bread and water. And oh, no, it doesn't say so, does it? It says and. And. That's what it's about. Serve the Lord your God and. What He's saying is, by serving me with all your heart and all your soul, you're giving me the ability. You're giving me access into your life to be who I always wanted to be to you. You're giving me access into your finances. You're giving me access into your health. You're giving, because you serve me with all your heart. You're giving me, you're granting me free reign in your life when you do things just because you love me. When you do things because you know how good I am. And when you do things because you love others. Then you, then you begin to, to, to magnify me in your life, and I become those things which you've made me to be. Amen? And that's who He is in your life. He's always been that, but what He can be in your life is what you'll let Him be. Amen? Thank you, Lord. You guys still with me? Loving Him. Loving Him with all our hearts, with our entire being, serving Him with all our hearts, with our entire being, doing it the right way in the church, in your home, wherever you're doing it, you're serving God, right? Service. Service. It's important. It's important. We can't just do it haphazardly. You're not just helping clean this auditorium. You're not just helping park cars. You're not just ushering. You're not just doing anything. You're doing something as a child of the Most High God, for the Most High God, for other people to see His goodness in your life, in their life, to come and hear the Word of God. you got great value. It doesn't... You know, don't... What's it say? Though the beginning was small, 
The latter end shall greatly increase. My mom used to always say, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Doesn't matter what you think is small. God sees it bigger. Look at Acts. Let's look at the first church. Let's look at the beginning of the church. Acts 6. Acts 6. Let's see what they thought about serving God. Glory to God. It's good to us, isn't he? Boy, you remember that, and that'll keep you on the right foundation right there. 6, verse 1. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring. Yeah, I know we can't believe that there was a murmuring in the church. People murmured in the church? No. Not in this one, right? Not in this one. A murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. They weren't getting their food. They weren't getting taken care of. Their widows were not getting taken care of. There was bad stuff going on. They weren't happy. There were some unhappy, unhappy people. Right? When the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the Word of God and serve tables. Who do they think they are? They should have come down off their high horse and got down there and served those tables. What is wrong with them? Why won't that pastor come out here and shake my hand? Why, what, if the pastor don't come to the hospital, then nobody ought to. Blah, blah. Oh! Stop it! Stop it! What are you doing? That's why we're all here. We're all servants of the Most High God. It says believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall... It doesn't say the pastor shall lay hands on the sick. Right? Oh, no, no, no. You'll miss your service. You'll miss your time. You'll miss your, your, your blessing. No. You quit looking at what they, you think they're supposed to do. You don't know. God put them over the church, not you. My job's to trust that God knows what He's doing and that they know what He's doing because they're listening. Amen? Oh, glory. Don't you reckon that's what some people would be saying, though? What do you mean you can't come? What do you mean? So somebody else is going to have to do it because you're too important. That ain't what they said. They said the Word's too important. They said the Word's too important. What God's told us to do is important, and this is important too, so we've got to make this all happen just the way God wants it to happen. So what they do? They said, it's not, it's not that we should be doing this. This isn't what we ought to be doing. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. All they're going to do is watch over tables. What do they need to be full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom for? They're going to be looking at food and serving tables. Well, what do they need all that for? Because they're doing it for God. And there's a bigger purpose than what we see. They see, them see whatever. God sees the end from the beginning. He sees exactly what He's trying to do. And He said, I'm going to set this up just this way. And He saw all the way over there to what was going to happen because of it. Right? He didn't just see that day. He saw several days. He saw several years. He saw several months. He's bigger than we are. He's smarter than we are. We don't need to question Him. And you need to be full of the Holy Ghost and power to do anything from God. Amen? Amen? If we're going to serve Him right, then we need to get up in the morning and we need to say, Oh, Lord, fill me up. Let me pray and build myself up in my most holy faith. Praying in tongues. Building in the love of God. 
so that I can serve you just the way you want today. Amen? Amen. Whom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. That's what they should have been doing. That's what God set them apart to do, isn't it? Amen. And, and the saying, please the whole multitude. Wow! Miracle in the church. Everybody was happy. Not, not just one person. Everybody. It pleased the whole multitude. They were all happy. Everybody in here happy? Get happy. Just get happy. Be happy. You get to be happy. How about that? Glory to God. They were all happy. And they chose seven. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. They keep saying that about Stephen, don't they? And that's because you're getting ready to read in the next chapters why Stephen was chosen. Amen? Full of the Holy Ghost. And Philip and Prochorus. And we're going to... Here's their new names. And Nick and Tim and Parmy and Nicky. That's all of them right there. And he chose them. They chose them. They said, those are the seven right there. And they pulled them out and they, so they all came and they said, okay, well let us go home and pray about it and in the next four or five days we'll get back with you and tell you if we're supposed to do it. Oh, they didn't say that? Oh, because that's what we get to hear a lot. Oh. Oh. What if the Lord says to Mrs. Moore, I put them in the parking lot. And you go and say, hey, uh, I know you signed up to serve. How about the parking lot? Well, no, see, I'm a prophet. Who's your service unto? Who's your service unto? What's beneath you? What's beneath you? You know what? I hate mowing the I dislike mowing the lawn as much as anything I could do. But if I'm going to mow the church's lawn, I'm going to get glad. And I'm going to get a smile on my face. And I'm going to push that mower. And I'm going to say, hey, this has great value in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to do it with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. I'm going to do it because God's good. And He's got a bigger plan than I can see. Amen? And I don't have to like mowing to do it good for God. Right? People say, well, if I liked it, that's what God would have me do. He may not. You reckon they all wanted to be table overseers? So they didn't say, oh, let us go home and pray about it. They didn't. Instead, they say, well, that's all you're going to ask us to do. Okay, that really ain't a big deal, so I ain't going to do much about it, but I'll come do it if you want. No. They didn't say that either. That'd be the wrong heart. They didn't say that. They didn't say it at all. They just stood there and waited. Why? They'd, they'd been assigned. They'd been assigned. They didn't care what they were doing for the kingdom of God. They were doing something. They did not. They weren't looking at what it was, how big it was, what kind of stage you got to be on, how much you were going to get to talk. They didn't care. They were serving God. They just got put into service. It, they went from, we're not doing that much, to, hey, we got a service. That we got something. And it, they didn't say, oh, by the way, your pay will be. No! This was a service. Glory to God. And they were excited to do it. They didn't come up, and then they didn't say, oh, well, yeah, we're going to do that because we got all these ideas on how it can be done. We'll just do it this. this. No, no. God already had the plan wasn't their job to come up with a plan. It was their job to do it. Right. right? When the Moors come to me and they say, Dave, I want you to do this, and they start telling me how to do it, I get out a pen and paper. Amen. I didn't used to. Guys, I've messed this up enough. Listen to me. 
I get out a pen and paper because I know they want it done to a letter, to this way. Why? Because God's told them to do that, do it that way. They don't always know why God's told them to either. So why am I going to ask them why? Do I trust that I am where God wants me? Under the people God wants me under, serving Him through them. Then I'm going to do it the way they ask it to be done. Glory to God. And I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it His way, which is their way. Glory to God. Man, I don't like it when I preach to myself. They chose all these people and they set them before the apostles. And when they they prayed and laid hands on them, come on, are we making too big a deal? We're going to go watch over the tables. We're going to make sure people get food. And you're going to lay hands on us and pray over? Yes. Yes, because every service done for God, unto God, is important. And it has greater value, like I said before, than what you see, than what they see. But they knew it. They knew it. It was a bigger deal. And so they laid hands on them and and set them out to do watch tables. That was the next thing they were called to do. Right? So what happened? Because all this. And the Word of God increased. Reckon why that verse is being there right after that. Right after that. And the Word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem and a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. This all started with the apostles not doing something and getting somebody else to do it and this service being important. Right? Amen. That's what happened. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Stephen, the overseer of the tables? What's he doing doing great miracles and wonders among the people? He's Stephen, the overseer of the tables. That's not what... Oh, I guess God had more planned than we saw then, didn't He? I guess it wasn't just Stephen the overseer of the tables then, was it? It was Stephen the overseer of the tables laying the hands on the sick and seeing them recover. Stephen, full of faith in the Holy Ghost, doing those things which you can do through God, being promoted by God because He was serving God, not because He was looking for promotion. He wasn't looking for where He, was, where he thought He should be. He was looking to do what God asked Him to do. And because of that, the next thing we see Him doing is miracles and wonders among the people. Amen? Let's look at Acts 5. 8, I mean, I'm sorry. 8, 5. Here's another one of those seven. Table overseers. Acts 8, verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto him. Philip, the table overseer? What's he doing out preaching? Now, Philip, stop that. You're just a table overseer, and that's... No, you are an obedient, faithful servant of the Most High God, doing those things which I ask. And that because you were faithful over little, I'm making you ruler over much. Amen? Amen? So the next thing he's out here preaching to the non-people that don't know God, people that ain't even supposed to get to know God, oh yeah, they're going to get to know, they're going to get preached to by, by Philip the table overseer. Now he's Philip the preacher. Glory to God. Today he's a preacher. He may go back tomorrow and oversee tables. Listen to me. I've done it. I may do it tomorrow. I don't know. Say oversee tables. Okay. Right? Glory to God. And I'll do it with joy. Right? Because I've seen what happens when I don't. Right? I remember when we were got this church, this building. And I, of course, got to be one of the first people to see it. And my heart immediately became unglad. 
and unjoyful. And I began to say, oh, we'll do it, that's fine. You know, I'll be here every day, I'll do what you want, we'll make sure it gets done, uh, blah, 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 I'll just do it, I'm glad I want to do it. Ah. That's about how I was, too. I did, I did, I showed up every day, I showed up every morning. Boy, about the, about the fourth or fifth day I showed up, Mrs. Moore jerked the slack out of me. Pulled me upstairs and said, you know, you ain't hooked. I said, I've been here every day, I've been doing this, she said, shh, you ain't hooked. I said, yes, ma'am. Why? She was right. I was not serving. I was working. I was doing my job. Not unto the Lord, unto just to get it done. It wasn't unto nothing. And its value was so minute that it wasn't helping her. I straightened myself out in a hurry. Why? Because I'm not going to be like that. I don't know why God wanted this place done in six weeks. I have no idea. But there's a reason. Someday in heaven, God will say, there's the reason. I'll say, wow! Thank you, Lord! And I believe that. And that's enough for me. Glory to God. I'm going to serve Him because I love Him. I'm not going to have to have reasons. I'm not going to have to have, okay, God, I'll serve you. Now show me what's in it for me. You know, I'll serve you, but I've got to know what's in it for me. No, everything's in it for you, by the way. But you don't need to know that. What you need to know is He's good and that He loves you and He loves people and there you go. And we can serve Him because of that. You can serve Him with joy and be glad every day of your life just for that. You don't need more reason. And if you will, the reasons will come. The blessings will be there. The prosperity will be on time. Your bills will not lack. You will not come short. Your health will be full. Your life will be abundant. You'll have those things that God said you would have because of service to Him, not so you'll serve Him. He's not, let's make a deal. Right? He's not, okay, I got healing. Okay, I got some healing and prosperity and um, some abundant life. Will you please serve me? Please serve me because I have these things if you'll serve me. No! You wouldn't want to serve a God like that. No! He's not begging people to serve Him. He's given opportunities. He's got a big job board. And He says, this is all opportunities in the kingdom of God. Which one you want to choose? I got them up here for you. I'm putting them up. You're the one that should be happy. I'm putting them on the board for you. This is your opportunity, not mine. Glory to God. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. That's the God that Philip, the overseer of the tables, was serving, who became Philip the preacher. And then you go to 8.26, and the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, and he said, go down south and go to Jerusalem, from Jerusalem to Gaza in the desert. And in verse 35 through 39, in verse 39, he's baptizing people. Philip, the table overseer, he's preaching. Now he's baptizing people. He is above his raisin. What is he doing? He's being promoted. He's being promoted by God. Not by man. Not approved by man. Approved by God because his service was great. Because it was done with a whole heart. And God's saying, oh, I can use somebody like that. I can use somebody who won't question me and will just go out and do the things that I've asked him to do without question because they know I love them and I ain't going to do it just to mess with them. I think people that believe that, I believe they say, well, God's just doing that to mess with my mind. He ain't, 
God has purpose for everything He does. Everything. Everything. I remember one day I was standing in church at the end. It was a different church. I'm standing and they're having the altar call. And it's one of those churches where you got a chance to go down every altar call. Amen? And I'm standing there and God says, go down there and pray. I'm like, God, I'm fine. I'm, I'm clear. He's like, no, go down there and pray. I'm like, oh God, I'm okay. People see me, they think something's wrong. He said, go down there and pray. I said, no, I'm okay, God, really. I'm okay. He said, will you go down there and pray? And I said... Finally, I said, I'm, I'm not going to argue anymore. I mean, I argued through half the song. They're going to run out of song. And I got out, and I went down the aisle, and I knelt at the altar, and I began to pray. I said, God, here I am praying. He said, yeah, I wanted to see if you'd do it. He said, it's pride if you wouldn't have. Did it have purpose, or was he messing with me? It had purpose. It would have been prideful not to do the thing that God asked me to do because people would see and think. It doesn't matter what people see and think. What do you think they thought? Oh, here, well, these seven, they're just going to be table overseers. That's not what God saw. He saw faithfulness. He saw servants of the Most High God. He saw people that loved people so much that they knew that no matter what they were doing, it would have a great effect on the kingdom. Amen? And here's Philip, he's baptizing people, and the next thing you know, this is Philip, the beam-me-up Scotty. Translated. He's in one place at one moment, and the next thing you know, he's gone. And he's at a different part of the country. Philip, the table overseer. He ain't ever going to get to ride in that ship. I guess so. Servants of the Most High God. Glory to God. Philip. Boy, you go down to verse twenty or chapter 21, verse 8, and it says, In the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea. Boy, it's twice I've said it right. Man, I'm getting good at that. And we entered into the house of Philip, the evangelist, which was one of the seven. Uh, this is... Philip the table overseer, not Philip the evangelist. What can God do with your little? What can He do if you just submit to Him and say, yeah, I'll do it, Lord. Yeah, I'll do it. I know it's good and I'll do it. Glory to God. When you were young in the faith, you would do it. I remember God said, Dave, do this. I said, I don't want to. He said, yeah, do it. And I said, okay. And I did it. And I started teaching Bible studies four and five nights a week. Why? Because I was happy. I didn't do it to get anything. I wanted people to know how good God was. And I started working with kids. And I wanted them to know God's good. And it doesn't matter with where you're living or what's happening now. God loves you and He's got a better plan. And I wanted them to know about it. And I was excited about the things of God. I wasn't excited about the next check that was going to be in the mail because I served right. And He prospered me. And guess what happened? He prospered me. And so I said, yeah, now I can bring them home for Christmas. Oh, and He prospered me. Now I can go pick them up every day and take them to church. And He prospered me. And now I can have them live in my house. And He prospered me. Oh, Kim didn't like that all the time. But it was God. Until I brought a couple home that I wasn't supposed to, and that wasn't God. You got to listen the whole time. But I was excited about the kingdom. 
and about increasing the kingdom. Not about my agenda, not about who I am, not about what God has, but about who He is and about His love for me and about His love for you and about His love. And His goodness. And I found out people didn't know God was good. And it made me burn all the more inside. Because I wanted them to hear, God's good. God's good. And you need to know it. Because your your only thing that's keeping you back is not knowing it. And I wanted them to know. And I served Him for that reason. That's the reason I want to stay on. That's the one I want to get back to. Glory to God. Is that, is that why you all started serving God? Isn't it right? It, and you were happy all the time. All, see that? I was talking about my mom in the first service. She, the thing I did, never knew anybody else like her is she was always happy. She was never not happy. It didn't matter what was going on. You'd, if The worst day of your life could be happening. You'd call mom and she'd be humming and singing and smiling. And it was the worst day of her life too. Yeah. What, Mom, they took our car today. Oh, God's good, and He wants you to prosper. He's good all the time. Mom, we're having to move out of our house next week. Oh, and God's so good. Son, don't ever forget how good God is. Don't ever. And she'd say it, smile, not making herself smile. She was actually happy. People thought she was whacked out of her head. (laughs) Why? Because people aren't supposed to be happy all the time. Why was she? Because she loved the Lord. She loved the Lord and she knew that she could not keep serving Him and have bad things happen. And she wasn't going to quit serving Him because of the circumstances. She was going to serve Him in the circumstances, over the circumstances, through the circumstances, and come out of the circumstances in Jesus' name. And she went and left this world happy. The last day I talked to her, she was still smiling. She was still telling you, God heals everyone and God's good. And she never quit. Glory to God. Why? Because she loved Him. She loved Him with all her heart. And she was not going to give the devil an inch. She was going to love Him to the end. And she did. And now she's getting to love on Him all the time. He's probably getting tired. He said, Pat, can you please get away from the throne? There's other people. You just have to know Mom. Glory to God. God will promote us. God's good. God is faithful. God is faithful. Your service does not go unnoticed. If you think we're not noticing, it doesn't matter. God notices. God notices. You know what? I don't know every veteran that stood up in here today, but I can sure appreciate what they did. I can sure appreciate it. And God noticed it. He saw it all. He knew why they did it. He knew why it happened. He knew this nation had to grow and be as great as it is. And He used men who were willing, willing, Willing to sacrifice their lives for you and me. And He used them. Why? Because they said, yeah, we will. We will. We'll go. We'll go. We know this country is important. We know this way of life is big. And we'll go. Amen? Glory to God. That's the kind of people God uses. Willing to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can He prosper us? Can, let's look over at John 3. Or 3 John, I'm sorry. Don't go to John 3 because I won't be there. You'll miss me. I won't be there. I'll be over in 3 John. So how do we do this? What, what, what's our part? 
How, say, Dave, I want to seek God. I know I've been seeking Him for the wrong things, doing the wrong way. And what do I do? How do I change this? It's, it's easy. Same way I had to change it. <laughs> yeah, no, I ain't perfect, guys. Close, no. Same way I had to do it. There's a way. God has a plan. Amen? God has a plan. Third John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Sounds like we need some soul prosperity. Now, you can't look for soul prosperity so that you can prosper. See? You're backwards already when you begin to do it that way. You get soul prosperity by doing the things God wants, by doing His way, by walking in His will. By do- Well, here, John's just going to tell us. He's just, you know what? He's just not going to leave us blank. He's going to tell us. I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, even as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Walking in the truth is soul prosperity. What is the truth? The truth is the Word. The truth is Jesus. The truth is the kingdom of God. Those are the truths. Those are the things that we walk in. The love of God. The goodness of God. That's the truth. That's who He is. That's, that's the God we serve. That's not what He has. It's who He is. Glory to God. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. And when we follow Him, when we walk after Him, we're not chasing prosperity and money and health. and We're not chasing those things. It's chasing us. And it's coming on us daily and giving us life. Amen? Let's read that in English instead of King James English. Third John, verse 3. It gave me great joy to have some brothers come and tell about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friends, you are faithful in what you are doing for, brother, for the brothers even though they are strangers to you. What are they doing? They're serving people. They're serving people. They're helping people. They're loving on God's people. They're loving on people. They're being hospitable. They're taking care of men and women of God that are doing the same thing they want to, they, that they're doing. Walking in the truth. Right? What's it say? It says, that are strangers to you. They have told the church about your what? Your love. They've told the church about your love. That when you're serving God, people will know your love. They won't, they won't know that you did it. They'll know the love you did it with. They won't just say, oh, look at what they did. They'll say, look at how they did that. Glory to God. That's what people say about this church and getting it started in six weeks. They say, that can't happen. Yeah, it can when people are, when the, when people are volunteering in love and doing those things for God. Not for man. Not, not just because we wanted to see if we could do it. But God said, do it. And when God said do it, it gave it value. And we said, okay, day, night, whatever it takes, that's what we're going to do. Man, there are people in this room that work 24 hours around the clock. How'd they do that? They were graced. They were graced. But they were doing it out of love. It was a labor of love. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. For was it was for this... Let me read... Let me get my fingers out of my mouth. 
It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such men that we may work together for what? The truth. The same truth they're walking in. Why? Because the truth is what's important. God's Word, God's way, God's will, God's love, God's goodness. This is what's important. This, he's not taking your stuff with you. You're not, you. Guess what? All the stuff you get, it gets to stay here. You ain't going to get it. You won't, it would pale to what He's going to have for you up there anyway. Your little red wagon won't be nearly shiny enough. You don't want it up there. No. He's taking people. That's what's important. That's who we love. That's what we love doing. That's who we do it for. Amen? It doesn't matter what your service is. If you're up there watching over the bathroom and you're doing it for the Lord, it'll have kingdom value. Yes. Amen? And you may never know this side of heaven what it did, but it did something if you did it unto the Lord. Glory to God, and we can be hospitable. That's a service unto God. Preaching and teaching is, is probably the least... I mean, if you think about it, there's the least amount of those. There's way more of you than there is pastors here. Why? Everything you're doing is unto the Lord, just like what I'm doing right now, unto the Lord. And if I'm not doing it that way, I'm doing it wrong. God desires that we serve Him out of a pure heart, that we love Him with all our heart, that we serve Him with all our heart and our soul and our mind, that we do the things that He's called us to do. Being at table overseers, preachers, evangelists, baptizers, or if He has to translate you from this church to another just so He can have you do what He's called you to do, then He'll do it. He'll do it. What's our part? It's time to be faithful. It's time to not question. We don't need to pray and see if God wants me to be a table overseer. If they chose me to be one, then He wants me to be one. You got chosen by God to do something. What does it? By God. The one that named the stars said, hey, I want Him to watch the tables. That's important. Keep it that way. Keep it that way. That's our God. That's what He wants us to do. It's not what we do. It's how we'll do it. How will we serve Him? Will we serve Him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind? Or are we trying to get something? Or is it just about what we can have? Or is it about all those blessings in the book? I've got to have them. How do I get them? You know what that sounds like? It sounds like Simon. That did, doesn't it? Sound like Simon. Give me that gift of laying hands on people and having them receive the Holy Ghost. I want that. Why do you want it? So he'd have it. That's not why they had it. They had it because they wanted others to have it. Glory to God. That's our heart. Is that your heart? That's my heart. I want to serve the God that I love. I want to serve the God that I served when I taught four and five Bible studies, helped the kids. I want to serve that God. I want to wake up in the morning excited, stirred up, ready to go out in faith, full of the Holy Ghost, to serve toast or to preach or to mow. Ooh. <laughs> but if I have to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to not have to, though. I'm going to get to. And I'm going to keep it straight. And I'm going to serve the Lord my God with all my heart. You guys with me? Stand on your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God.
Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Sing something for us, man.